This podcast is brought to you from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 47 of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up bite-sized technology tips for teachers. My name's Jonathan Wiley, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, the effervescent oh my. Mindy Carney. Hi, welcome back. Are you feeling effervescent? I don't even know what that means, but yes, yeah. of course I am. Good. Did you have a good summer? I did. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can always tell when Mindy has a good summer because you just don't hear from Mindy all summer. Yeah. It's like social media yeah, blackout went, and all the rest. I went completely radio silent. Off the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were turning turned off my Voxer. I was going to say you turned mm-hmm. off Voxer and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I did. I wasn't on Twitter. I I probably was on Facebook just looking at people's kids um, for the most part and Instagram following along that way. But otherwise, yeah, I turned off my email notifications and everything. Hmm. I think there's a lot to be said for unplugging for a while. It was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. What about you? Well, you saw the uh, the show notes for this episode, <laughs> so you saw that I'd still been working a little bit over the summer. Yeah, so your uh, your notes here were crazy. Yeah, so um, we pared it down a little bit, but yeah, uh, this is the episode that we have long been yes. promising. Yeah, yeah, we talked about uh, going to ISTE and uh, yeah. recording some of our thoughts and things from there, but we've also just got. Other random things that we saw yeah. <laughs> over the summer, <laughs> because it's, it's been a good two and a bit months since yeah. the last podcast. So yeah. things have happened. Yes. And we'll try not to uh, go over too much of the, what you probably already heard. But uh, yeah, we thought we'd take some time and jump through some nuggets. Things. Nuggets. All nuggets. All nuggets. Today. All the nuggets. All of the nuggets. Yes. 12 pack for sure, right? There's a lot here. There's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you start because you have a list of three million here. So you start. Three million. Okay, number one of three million is uh, Google Classroom updates. Yeah. And there were some pretty significant uh, changes from Mm -hmm. uh, Google over the summer. I think they were announced at ISTE or just shortly before or after ISTE. But um, new things are coming. And um, one of those I think that is important is the new classwork page. Okay. Which um, is a good way to help organize some of your assignments. Because mm-hmm. before, when you posted an assignment, it went into the stream. Yeah. And you could tag things, I think, but yeah. it was like harder to find assignments. This lets you like post things similar to like an LMS, like Canvas or places mm-hmm. like that, where mm-hmm. you can actually say this section, this module oh. is about this. And you group all okay. your assignments into that chunk. Which is kind of what Classroom was missing before. Yes. Yeah. And then you have like, you know, Unit 2. And then you yeah. have your assignments for Unit 2 and then yeah. whatever. So that's a handy thing to have, I think. What else? What else? So there (laughs) is, because of that addition, they revised the the stream a little bit now. So that that only really includes teacher announcements and student posts, if you allow student posts. Mm -hmm. So the stream shouldn't clutter up all your assignments and things as well. That's nice. Uh, The people page. And it now replaces the student page. Okay. Because along the top there was three tabs or something, and one oh, of them used to say students, yeah. and now it says people. Okay. Because in there you have students, you have uh, teachers, if you have co-teachers. Right. And parents and, and parents. guardians and sure. things on there mm-hmm. too. So I guess that makes sense for people in there. Okay. Um, but they took away the about page. Now, this is what I heard about. Yes. I saw people upset about 
losing the about page. And I'm not a Google Classroom user. I've never been a Google Classroom user. So I saw people are upset about it, but I didn't really understand why that was. I think what people liked about the about page was it was like about your class okay. and you could like post a syllabus or something there, upload yeah. a doc and say, you know, this is what we're going to do this year. Here's like my course content and all the rest. Mm-hmm. And because there's no about page, there's nowhere to pin that stuff. Right. And that's what I got the impression of is that people were missing the fact that they could pin things. That's where they were putting yeah. it was their about page. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a post by Eric Kurtz yeah. that we could link to. Oh, Eric. Uh, yeah. What to do about that missing about page. And he's got yeah. a couple of, they're kind of workarounds. I don't know oh. if they're going to be perfect solutions yeah. but until the about page comes back or until oh, something are else you, happens. Do you know something the rest of us don't know? I do not know. Oh, well, no, well Jonathan Wiley say, says bring back the about page. Google. I think it'd be popular if they yeah, brought it back. I think so too. Uh, there's quick switch grading of student work. So, I mean, I think Alice Keeler had this extension for Chrome where you could click and it would open like all your student assignments and yes, tabs. Yes, I agree. Yep. Yep. Because that was always a thing. You'd have to open one and then close it, then open mm-hmm. the next one, and then close it. But if you open up like a Google Doc now, again, this is similar to some of the quick grade features. Like we use Canvas here at Grant Wood, right. the, the speed, grader, speed grader, where you can just click yeah. through the students and yep. go from one assignment to the next. So you can now do that. And they also have like um, comment bank available too, where you can built choose. Built in or do you yeah, have to put your own in? in. Oh, so really? they have some built in comments, but yeah. you can also customize them. Nice. We talked about that uh, check mark extension for Chrome yeah. that let you do that kind of thing. So that's now baked into Google Classroom. Nice. So you can uh, take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You can copy an entire class with all your assignments and everything in there. Oh. So let's say. You set up an amazing class this year with organize all your assignments in the classwork page yeah, and all no the rest. No surprise there. And then totally. next year mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm this class this is amazing. worked really well. Yeah, yeah, let's copy it and do it yeah. again. And maybe you won't use absolutely everything sure. wrote because you'll probably yeah. adjust it based on the students that you have next year. Yeah, but it would save you a lot of time. Yeah, and the assignments are uh, saved in like a draft format. Yeah, so um, the students don't see them until you publish them. Nice. So hmm. that is available in the new classroom. And a lot of these things you will only see if you start a new class this year. Because when I went in and looked at some of these, I'm like, my class doesn't doesn't have all these nice new features. And that's because you have to create a new class and then it's in there. So you can't copy any last year's class to this year because last year's class was not a new Google Classroom class. Mm. It's like the new Google Sites and the new Google Forums and all the rest. (laughs) Oh, well, that's interesting. Anything else? That's it. One thing That's coming it? up that I thought I'd ask your opinion about because Ooh. this has been a little controversial with okay. some people. Okay. Um, coming is a future edition whereby you'll be able to create a forms quiz oh from right inside of Classroom. Okay. So instead of going to Google Forms, creating yep. a quiz, and then going back to Classroom and assigning it, you can do it from inside Classroom. Okay. However, there's an extra edition on there where if you are got managed Chromebooks in your district. Okay. You can lock students in that quiz oh. while they are taking the test. Because mm. there was always that thing where people would say, but hey, if I give my quiz in Google Forums, kids can just open a new tab and Google the answer. Right. Well, which, but which now we've you, talked about, we've discussed this. Yeah, but now uh-huh. you can lock them in that quiz form oh. uh, so that they can open a new tab. What do you think of that? What do I think of that? Mm. I think my position stays the same, that we should always examine the questions that we're asking our students. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're locking them in, yeah, you're locking them in. I don't. I don't know. Can I really have an opinion about it? It's really just about the questions to me. It's I, not about the locking them down. It's about asking good questions. Yep. Can I, I stick so with too. that story? I agree with that too. Okay. Yes. Thank We're you. on the same page. Jeez, you're making me sweat over here. <laughs> <laughs> too much hard work. Eh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My turn. Is that all your things? Is that more about all Google the things Classroom? in Google Classroom? I'll link That's to it, an, huh? I'll link to a couple of posts from Eric Kurtz. I'll go through this. He's got yeah. like nine updates from Google Classroom, and then he's got this other one on uh, what to do about the about page. Oh, and, uh, I like that. What to do about the about page? Mm-hmm. Good one, Eric Kurtz. We love you. Okay, so um, my next one, my first one, I should say, is about co-spaces. I haven't talked about co-spaces in. A while. It's been a while, yeah, because you were all over co-spaces when it first came out. I know, and I'm still all about co-spaces. I was actually talking to, we have a new two new digital learning consultants. We probably should have said that. And one of them is Corey Rogers. And so her and I were talking about co-spaces today, and I was kind of telling her about it. And um, I had mentioned to her this new update to co-spaces, which is that now they have AR capabilities inside co-spaces. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know about co-spaces, it's like creating this virtual world um and inside your virtual world you can code to animate different objects in this world and so on and so forth so they have also the virtual reality so you can use the co-spaces edu app and put it into a viewer and then step inside this world you've created well now they have added the possibility for ar which means using the app you can take the world you've created and put it as an overlay instead it looks really neat. I saw, yeah. um, I think it was Paul Hamilton tweet about it, and yeah. he showed a demo of it in a video where yeah. you just like stick it on your carpet or on a table yeah. or something, yeah. and it's so neat. That's what you've created. Yeah. It's just sitting right there in front of you. There is, um, and I don't, I haven't read about this lately, but I think you just looked into it. There is a Merge Cube connection. Um, the only thing about it, like to me, the Merge Cube kind of keeps it like, like tied down to a space, I kind of mm. like just the AR feature of it and just being able to put it where you want it instead of using the merge cube as the trigger. Yeah. But I don't know. They're going all in on AR and yeah. VR and yeah. MR AR. and QR and <laughs> I don't know, all the they R's. They do have QR codes <laughs> too. Yeah, oh, okay. there you go. Yeah. So um, if you haven't looked at CoSpaces lately, it's different. Um, there's CoSpaces EDU now. I think you get 30, 25 to 30 somewhere in their um, student accounts. So you can um, share lessons with them. They have a free play space. Um, you can also, after you've created your world, um, have a camera and have that camera take a 360 image of your world. So can do some different things with that. I don't really know what that you wouldn't already do in CoSpaces, but just kind of um, a different tool to look at. I don't get to share it a lot, but I really think it's pretty amazing. I like it too, yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. I got some Flipgrid fever, Mindy. Oh, boy. I think I need to see Flipgrid's got some big news. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Big news over the summer was that if you didn't hear already, uh, Flipgrid were acquired by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And now all those premium features yeah. uh, are now free. So yeah. there is no paid version of Flipgrid anymore. And you are able to continue using it all. I guess all, yeah. all the free accounts go. Right. Um, all the other features unlocked. And so that was things like um, a longer recording time. That's correct. Uh, what else was in like the, the premium side of Flipgrid before. What was in the premium side? 
I think with the free side, you only got, you could only have one board, yes. but multiple topics. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. And so with the free one, it's, I mean, it's free. So. Yeah, you get all the boards. <laughs> you get all the boards. <laughs> all the boards are yours. So Flipgrid, I think, has been a really popular tool. A lot of people yeah. have liked it and enjoyed using it. And yep. I think it's obviously only going to get more popular yeah, now that I it's think so. free for people to use. It's yeah. kind of a, a device agnostic tool. It works on the web. It works on mobile devices. Mm-hmm. It works on Chromebooks. It works everywhere. So Yeah, um, so one of the things I would say about the new free Flipgrid, however... Mm-hmm is that them following the new student privacy, I don't know, standards? What would you, student privacy regulations? Maybe that's a better. Um, That any Flipgrid that you create from the start, you have to have a password for. Okay. Um, You can go in and take a password off, but it defaults with a password. So that gets a little like, got a little hairy for me being a previous flipgrid user mm-hmm. going to the new free version of flipgrid so like when because you're i never a, used passwords before and you're doing a pd with teachers and they're yeah. like i can't get I in i can't get into and this flipgrid like, and you're like i don't oh, understand yeah. why not oh wait i apparently said a password i didn't realize i did so um if you're a previous flipgrid user just know going in that any old flipgrids that you have you have to go in and reset those settings okay you have to put a password in it's kind of weird. So it, it's a good thing, the student privacy thing. It's not thing, a bad thing at but, all, but yeah. if you are, you will fumble around in there uh-huh. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, what just the heck is going me. on here? Yes. So right. just know that that's um, something you have to look for when you're in there. And I know I've shared it before, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes again. There, okay. There is this educator guide to Flipgrid. Oh, sure. Done by Carly Mara and Sean Fahey, I think. And they're up to volume three of this oh, thing now. So they have peak. they keep updating it as Flipgrid updates. So um, if you are new to Flipgrid and you're thinking, okay, now that it's finally free, I might just give it a shot. Sure. Take a look at that educator guide to Flipgrid. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really just walks you through step by step. And it's got lots of Bitmojis on it. Oh, it does? Yeah. You know what? I guess I have looked at it. Yeah. It's got a lot of Bitmojis on bit it, doesn't it? tastic. Oh, that's a new word. <laughs> Probably every page has a Bitmoji. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I love Bitmojis. I thought you would. All right. Uh, my next tech nugget, if you haven't seen this, is Tour Creator. And um, Tour Creator, I don't know, was released end of the summer? Middle of the summer? Around a I I don't know. Does it matter? Anyway, so um, what's really neat about Tour Creator is that it... We've talked in the past, I believe, about Tour Builder. I feel like Tour Builder is going to go away. That's just Could do. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tour Creator allows you to kind of kind of create your own Google Expeditions um, with 360 images from Google Maps. Yes. Because otherwise you cannot take images from Google Maps just for fun. Yes. I looked that up. Oh, just because I was curious. Uh-huh. But it allows you to pull in those images from... I'm not going to ask um, what you were trying to do. Well, so it's hard to find 360 images like for kids to use or teachers to use. That's true. You yep. know, if you don't have yep. a 360 camera, it's kind of tricky. So I was like, oh, I wonder if you can just pull images from Google Maps because a lot of times people put those into Street View mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. But apparently Google now owns those. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's pretty step-by-step, pretty simple. You can... Um, Use obviously your computer desktop. I 
in our last expeditions class, taking VR further, we had um, some people try and do it on their iPads, and they could get it pulled up, but it kept crashing. So I would not recommend that. Okay. Uh, maybe that'll get better yet. But um, So you can add hotspots. You can... Ooh, I don't remember if you can add music. Do you know? I can know you, you can music? add an audio narration. That okay. was a new estate, yes. I think, for yes, sure. Yes, yes, you yes. could, like talk over parts of it and it's not really like a narration it's like to each scene i think you can add like an mp3 file or something or um so yeah definitely take a look at that little free little tool pretty user-friendly drag and drop nice i like it 360 360, VR, AR, VR. we're all over this Not stuff. Not AR. Well, I'm thinking like co-space. Oh, even. There's I see a, what you did there. starting to be a theme running here now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, it's taking over the world right now. All right, theme okay. stops there, I guess. Um, one of the uh, highlights of my ISTE, oh. or one of the sessions I went to at ISTE that I particularly enjoyed was... Was your own? Well, I did enjoy those. <laughs> <laughs> um Apart from those. Okay. Uh, I went to see um, our friend Meredith Allen from Soundtrap. Sure. And uh, she was actually presenting in a Microsoft-sponsored event. Okay. It was still a good good event because I came away with a few takeaways because I think we've talked about Soundtrap before, but we don't really talk about it as much as some things. I feel like I know uh, much about Soundtrap. Yeah. So enlighten me. What would you find out? So uh, a couple of things I, I thought they had that was fun there. They have a, a Padlet board called the Soundtrap Teacher Snapshots Padlet Board. And well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is kind of a mouthful, but it's very useful because okay. on this Padlet, they have curricular connections for things you can do in different subject areas with a tool like Soundtrap that records audio. All right. So, like, how could you use it in math? So, there's an example here. Connect music to fractions. Replay a song oh. in 4-4 four, four time and 3-4 time and 6-8 time for the students to try and oh. tell the difference. Oh, oh I like that. Isn't kind of interesting. Like there's one here idea. for science where you could study the sound waves because audio makes mm-hmm. waves. Sure. And uh, see what the waves were recorded from dropping a ball and recording that uh-huh. and see what that makes in okay. terms of comparing it to the video and things on there too. So they got all kinds of different um, versions on there. One for math, science, language and literacy, art, music, history, all the rest. So um, it was created for um, Soundtrap, but think it would work just as well with GarageBand sure. or yeah. whatever else right. you're using that's recording audio right. and you're looking for different ways to record audio. Yeah. So lots of good ideas for the classroom there. I will link to that. Okay. They've also got this um, thing called the Innovator's Compass to Guide to Podcasting. Okay. Uh, And it's if you are thinking about doing podcasting with students in the classroom, Mm -hmm. um, it's a breakdown of uh, what that might look like. Have you seen the Innovator's Compass before? No. I haven't either. So it's basically a framework where you... um, can put uh, some things around. So in this, they've put like how to podcast and who are the people that are going to be involved in it? What are your observations in terms of the purpose, why it's important, how you can engage the audience? Mm -hmm. Uh, The principles are what matters most for everyone involved? What are the ideas you're going to use? And how are you going to experiment with um, putting this podcast out there? And they've also got a couple of podcast rubrics on there too. So Good planning, Doc. I know. So if you wanted to spread the good podcasting word, there's a little framework there for putting together a podcast or having students think about it in a big picture kind of thing and what's involved and who's involved in there too. Did you hear me say everyone's got a framework these days? 
Everyone does have a framer these days. I, I came just, across another one in my email today. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about who it was, but I'm like, oh, everybody has a framework these in the days. Me- in the meeting I was in before recording this podcast, we were looking at a framework. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at one this morning where oh, we were talking uh-huh. about frameworks too. So there's lots yeah. of instructional Good. frameworks out there. Yeah. Uh, here's so, another one to add to your framework toolkit. Yeah, right. Okay, so when I was at ISTE, mm-hmm. Amber and I went to like a pre-ISTE workshop. Okay. That was about scratch and coding. Actually, it was like a it was a computer science fire hose. A computer science fire yeah. hose. Wow, they just, just like just hopped let right it all in. Out there. Yeah. They did. Um, but my favorite thing probably was learning about scratch 3.0. Um, and we kind of knew this was coming, but now you can actually check out Scratch 3.0. Before, it was like you could preview it, but now you can actually play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, to find that, it's at beta.scratch.mit. Dot, not mit, well, MIT. I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, then .edu, and that'll be linked in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of got a preview then, and they showed us a little bit more and kind of talked a little bit about um, what's changing with Scratch and um, Scratch 3.0. So a couple of what I thought was maybe one of the biggest things was being able to use Scratch now on your tablet, which I think is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are, there's a bigger workspace now. So, um, I always felt like when I was using scratch, like you're fitting all of this stuff into this little tiny workspace, although you could kind of scroll around in it. Um, it's nice to have a bigger workspace. There's new characters, new backdrops, new sounds. Um, you can also, and I'm going to get a little bit more to this yet, program physical devices. So we, a lot of times talk about scratch and Makey Makey together, but mm-hmm. Makey Makey's actually like attached to your computer. So it's your yeah. code and Scratch is actually interacting with the computer. And Makey Makey just becomes like an external or an extra keyboard, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like so, an input device or something. Yes, yeah. right. So um, Scratch 3.0 will allow you to program physical devices like the micro bit. Oh. We're going to talk about the micro bit in just a sec. Yeah. Um, they also kept saying, the scratch bit so i feel like they're coming out with their own little device of some sort Uh um like a little circuit board yeah of some sort they hadn't officially decided on a name but they kept calling it scratch bit i wonder how Um, makey makey feels about all these uh i don't know yeah things but makey makey's still great i I think think it's kind of a neck i mean it's like makey makey on steroids right so you Mm -hmm. might start with Mm -hmm. makey makey and kind of figure out how this whole thing works but then um take a step up with doing um something like that sure um a couple other things although i don't understand how it works yet i'm gonna wait and play is you can also program web services like google translate oh yeah i don't know what that means i just happened to come across it today and i'm like i don't know what that means but i'm just gonna say it because that's intriguing to me I don't really know what that means. Could you have the characters say something and translate it? Translate it into a different into language? Different language? I don't know. Mm. I'm going to find out, though, and I'll come back with that. Okay, we'll hold you to that. Okay. Um, what other things? Um, oh, and then this I thought was a nice add-on, too, is um, when first-time users go in, there'll be, like, hints of how to get started, so little pop-ups, if I remember correctly. But then there's also tutorials built into 3.0. So at the top, there's a little tab button that says tutorials, and you can click on those and um, tap on a category of thing, something that you'd like to learn how to do. Very good. Yeah. 
So it's been a long time. People have been waiting yeah. for a lot of these things coming. Yes, but, uh, I agree. When does it officially launch or go live? Do you know that? Or is it just that in I beta period for now? Um, that I don't know. And I um, have a blog post here. Um, full launch. January 2nd, 2019. Okay. So you got a year to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of those things will hopefully become solidified by then. Um, but, you know, all your same things that you love about Scratch are still there, too. Nothing nothing big going away. The cat's still there. The cat's still there and probably the really annoying meow. Yeah. Oh, God, that meow makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like it's like the default sound. And every time I share, like, Scratch or Mickey Mickey, it's like, here comes that, ma- that um, meow. But that's fine. All right, I got a, right. a quick update then um, okay. before we get to your micro bit, which okay. I'm, I'm yeah. chomping at the bit oh, to I'm hear sure about. You are. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, embed codes in Book Creator for Chrome happened over the summer. Really? Mm-hmm. So you can mm. now put anything with an HTML embed code into Book Creator for Chrome. Okay. And some things, and uh, I don't have a list here, so don't ask me. Okay. But some things you can actually just put a URL in and it embeds it. Yes. So certain things like a like a Google Map location, I think, was one of the ones they demoed. Okay. And you can put a, a link to that in, and it recognizes it's a Google Map, and then it'll embed it as a Google Map. In Book Creator? Yes. So Jeez. now anything with an HTML embed code. So if you create like a video in YouTube or yeah. whatever, you can bring that down. If you've yeah. got something like a Google Slides presentation, in theory, you get an embed code for that. Yes. It made me think that, you know, if you are already in for the paid version of Book Creator for Chrome. Yeah. I think this could be a really good, like, student portfolio option. Yeah, it would be. Because mm-hmm. almost anything you create on the web these days has some kind of link or yeah. ability to put an to HTML share. embed code in yep. there. Yep. So you could do some really fun student portfolios Interesting. In there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, so it's an idea. I know because yeah. um, Amber sent around that um, blog post by Ramsey Masalam recently. Yes, did you see that one? I did. Where yep. he's talking about how to simplify his um, student portfolio process by putting it all into like Google Slides, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting idea because you can bring a lot of things in there, images and videos and, yeah. and other stuff. Now, now that in Google Create Slides... Create a table of contents on your first slide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can yep. do all that. So, yep. um, yeah, it just got me thinking about student portfolios again. And I saw the yep. embed codes of Book Creator and I put two and two together and came mm-hmm. up with five. So, you know, it's uh, an option if you are looking into it they still have that free version if you want to try it out yeah. and uh, explore what that looks like I think you like. just get one book for free and that could have changed it's been a long time since I've looked at Book Creator but it was, like on, it was for... on the iPad but yeah. um, you get like a, a bookshelf or something oh. in, on the Chrome version oh, so. I haven't even looked at it in Chrome no you should I should Yeah, it right. really works almost the same way no. very similar I liked it a lot Yeah, just I did to never want to pay for it when I, I mean as a teacher I know it <laughs> All right, so to the micro bit? Yes. On to the micro bit. Okay, so I am just going to be very transparent here, and I don't know anything about the micro bit. Then why so are we talking were, about the micro bit? Okay, because we bought some micro bits we after did. we um, were listening about Scratch 3.0, and we got to play with one a little bit. I mean, not. Okay. And this was like in June, and like you said, I completely unplugged over the summer, so I'm a little like summer brain still. So you started to see the potential in it is what you're saying. That's right. Yes. So I went back and looked at it today and then some things started to like come back to me in flashes. Mm-hmm. All right. So what was cool about the micro bit is that you can Bluetooth it so it doesn't have to be connected to your computer. 
Okay. And that's a big well, deal. It doesn't need to be connected with a wire. Well, Is you know what, what I mean. You knew exactly. When I say Bluetooth, you know exactly what I meant. Okay. Right? You said it didn't not, need to be to connected. You have to plug it into your computer. Okay. You said okay. it didn't need to be connected to your computer. But it can also be connected to your computer. So it can either be Bluetooth or USB. Okay. Either one. Yep. You can use your computer or an app, the Microbit app. So you can use an iPad. That's a big deal. <laughs> Just so you all know, listeners, Mindy's got her <laughs> pointing finger out right now. That's because I think it's really cool. Okay. okay. So also it has um, light and temperature sensors. Oh, nice. It has motion sensors like an accelerometer. And a compass. So you can shake it around and see yes. things happen. Yes. Um, it has 25 individually programmable lights. 25 lights? 25. So, I've seen one of these things. It doesn't look that. like it has 25 I know. I don't lights. remember that either. But that's what... And this part I don't remember. So okay. I will say that. But what they suggested then is that with those lights... You could display text or create like a little robot image or something like that in those lights. Huh. Okay. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, and, and I didn't remember this either, is that there is the ability to do like a radio function on it so it can transmit, transmit to another microbit. They can talk to each other? Yes. Wow. I know. So that could that, be fun. Yeah. So that being said, some of those things I remember and some of those things I don't, but we just got them in. Like in the last month or so, and we've yep. been so busy that we haven't the last like week or so. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So we haven't gotten them out and played with them before, but I'm just saying that this is a really cool thing, and we're gonna get them out and maybe share some more about them later. But definitely something to look into, and they weren't that expensive. And I feel like we mentioned it before in a previous episode when it was first coming out, and it wasn't available yet in the U.S. Right. because it was Only originally in the U.K. It was originally built in the U.K. Yeah, by the BBC mm-hmm. to help the coding initiatives in uh, my motherland. Well, I've been playing with a new app that you also played with as well, I believe, called mm-hmm. Headliner. Ooh, yes. Do you remember this one? Because I think there familiar. was some uh, lack of. Oh. You, you were wondering what this was could be used for, yes. wasn't it? Yes. So this is an app that That's I'm right. going to put I'm out there mm-hmm. for all those podcasters out there. And I know we have some podcasters that listen to sure. this show. Yep. Looking at you, Jen Giffen, and, and others. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jen Giffen at ISTE. You did? Did you ever catch no, up with her? Uh-uh. No. She's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was great to see her. Um, so this is a, an app that is created. It lets you create these social media videos for free. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like, I've heard them called audiograms. Okay. Where um, you'll start to see a few from our account sharing the podcast out that way. You can take like a, a little snippet of a podcast and uh, put an image behind it and it'll play the audio. It will also do transcription mm-hmm. where you can have the text on top and a, like an audio wave mm-hmm. that goes up and down as well. And so it's you can put neat. together like a little 10, 15 second promo for your podcast, yeah. share it out on social media and people can go, oh, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll say, oh, that sounds interesting. And they will um, click on it and go and listen to your podcast. So you can have these in all kinds of different sizes. You can make them for YouTube or Facebook or Twitter and Snapchat, Instagram stories. And they have lots of examples on their site. Everything about this app is 100% free. And actually says that... For now. 
Well, I don't know. It, it says, says forever. <laughs> it says on the front page is, is headliner <laughs> actually completely post. free, and it's like yeah. yes. And they say, how is this possible? And then it's it's just a, a team of people that have got together and say we don't want to charge you for anything. We want to create a platform that doesn't limit creators, and mm-hmm. so uh, go for it. There's no watermark. There's no nothing crazy. on yeah. it. So so you may have said this. Um, and I missed it. So you can share it onto social media. Yes. Can you? Does it just generate a link too? Can you just take a link and like email it to someone? I'm just. I mean, not that it's for social media. I get that, but is there? Do you know? Um. Yes, I believe you probably can. I think yeah. when I did, I just made the video. Well, which makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. It's more visual. It's a way to. Instead of saying, hey, listen to our new podcast episode, you right. actually got the podcast yeah. in the tweet or the Facebook post. And right. as is the way with Twitter and Facebook these days, a lot of these things also play. So you get a little yeah. bit more exposure and things like that. Right. So <laughs> so Headliner app is Headliner app. free I'm gonna try that. and fun. I'm going to try and put one out for every episode we do on this podcast just to give you guys a little snippet yeah. of what's going on there. I like it. I'm going to try that with um, TMI. You should do yeah, and just take like a, something that I know Amber just the other day put it something on Instagram, like a quote from this little girl who said the sweetest thing about like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I hope it does or something. I saw that. It was yeah. super cute. But I could take her picture and mm-hmm. have that come through the back, right? Yeah. Yeah, give that a shot. Okay, next. This is my last one. I know you have like 15 more, but this is my last one, I folks. I don't have 15 more. So if you're tired of listening to Wiley, just shut off your podcast. Right All right. Here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right here. <laughs> okay. So um, Seesaw Activity Library had an update over the summer, um, which is really great. Um, they enlisted a bunch of Seesaw ambassadors to create Seesaw activities um, so that they could kind of beef up their library. Previously, there were 10 activities if you went in that you could um, – take a look at and use otherwise you had to create your own or find and share some from other people so now they're all built into seesaw and their activity library it's Um, kind of like a like a storefront almost isn't it you go in like an app store when you're looking for Mm -hmm. activities yeah Yeah. it looks like that Yeah. yeah so across the top they always have like getting started activities so if you're just getting started with seesaw you're just starting the school year there's activities of kind of how to get your kids using Seesaw and kind of introducing it to them. So those are all built in across the top. And then there is um, a filtering system. So you can filter by grade and subject, but you there's also a search bar. So you can put a keyword in um, if there's something that you're specifically looking for. They also added the ability to favorite activities. So you can go through and there's a little heart up in the right-hand corner. And if you click on that little heart, it'll show up in my library. So it's a way of saving Mm -hmm. your activities so you don't have to keep looking for them. Um, And within your library, if you have the free account, you can create two collections. So you can, I don't know, if you do like Daily Five or something like that, you could pull all of your activities for Daily Five into that collection. And you only get two with the free account. And, of course, you get 100 with a paid account. So um, that's one of their differences between the free and paid. Um, I think that's everything right now that you'd find there but lots of great stuff um and it's nice to be able to go and pull stuff now with anything i would always say look at it with a critical eye make sure 
mean, I just like to step on my soapbox for a second and be like, open-ended, able to be differentiated, student choice. Those are the three things that I think, that's just my soapbox. Look for activities with those three things and you've... You're winning. Good advice. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So, Seesaw Activity Library. Seesaw Activity Library. Is there still, like, a restriction on how many you can get in the free account, or...? I think the library is just there. Um, You can save, I think, 100 activities. um, Save 100 activities with the free account. Okay. So, I think I'll keep you going for a while. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So, Mm -hmm. there you have it. All right. And then we move on to my last 15 then, I guess. Yes, yep. Okay. Sit back for uh, it, the Jonathan Wiley show. Here we go. It's more like three. Okay, okay. let's do it. Uh, Wakelet has been blowing up my Twitter. Have you seen Wakelet? No. It seems like everybody I follow on Twitter is using Wakelet. Okay, well, what is it? So, were you familiar with the artist formerly known as Storify? Oh, yes. Yes, that's a Twitter thing, right? Like everybody pulls in tweets. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. People use that for like Twitter chats and things yes. where they would, you know, collate part of the chat and right. things in there. Mm-hmm. But you could also use it for other things as well. You could bring in other social media places. So okay. Wakelet is very similar in a lot of different ways. It lets you bring in um, Instagram posts, YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You can add images, tweets, Facebook posts, and you can just add like a, like a link as is well. Is it just by hashtag? Is that how they pull stuff in? No, you oh. well, you can just like look through things on on Twitter and and save it to oh. a, like a wakelet board, basically. I see. Okay, I think, I think they call it a wake. Okay. Um, so there was lots of different ideas on here um, for how that could be used. Um, I believe this is going to be like one of those thirteen plus kind of uh, services, but you mm-hmm. could use it as a teacher for different things. So I linked to a post on or show notes on Matt Miller's blog. It was actually mm-hmm. written by Paul West, okay. who wrote 12 curation ideas for students and teachers using Wakelet. So huh. different ways you could use Wakelet. And he's got things like, you know, making a personalized playlist for students mm. or making a hyperdoc with a Wakelet or um, mm. okay. creating your own collection of uh, Google expeditions and things that you want to go and take a look at or math reviews, parent newsletters and different things like that. So okay. it's Wait an interesting it. thing. It's, it's the new Storify. It's the new Storify. So if you've been missing Storify. Nope, I haven't been, but. Check out Wakelet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good advertisement. No, I haven't been missing Storify at all, actually. Not one bit. Then maybe this one's not for you, Mindy. <laughs> it's not. Maybe somebody it's else. It's interesting, though. There. Somebody mm-hmm. could be using it somewhere. Okay. I mean, obviously they are. Yeah. Way to go, Wakelet. Okay. Yay, Wakelet. Okay. Um, okay. So also, uh, you mentioned Scratch was coming to the iPad. Yes. Also coming to the iPad is Minecraft EDU. Did I you see see, that? Yeah, I did see that. That was interesting. So it's coming in September, I believe. Yeah, so maybe I by agree. the time you've heard this podcast, I don't yeah. know, but uh, we're still recording in August. But uh, it's coming soon. It's still part of the same licensing right. you need to Microsoft. pay before with Microsoft. It's, it's a paid subscription, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I I assume there's going to be a Microsoft EDU app I would on the ass- App Store. Yes, I would agree. And it's not going to be signing into the Pocket Edition, but maybe no, it is. No, I don't think so. It'll be a specific app I think for it'll it. be a special app. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that as a for-your-interest type of deal. Yep. Um, my kids have started playing Minecraft over the summer. 
Just now? Well, they haven't tried it before? Not really. They didn't really have much interest in it, but then oh. um, one of their friends was playing it, and so yeah. I bought I bought it for them on yeah. the Xbox, Yeah, and we have it on the iPad at home too, mm-hmm. and so I've started to learn a little bit of oh. Minecraft. I know mm. you and I sat down once, and I'm like, mm. why am I flying? What am I doing here? And So I've been learning about survival mode and creator yes, mode and right. all the different blocks yeah. and portals. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I don't Mm. Yeah. No. I, 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 it's been a while. I know. Me too. Yeah. But uh, my, my kids are yeah. trying to teach me a little bit here and there. Yeah. I'm probably getting quite frustrated with me. Well, so. yeah. I noticed that about my little guy too. His patience runs out real quick. He's like, yeah. just let me do it. <laughs> well, I can't learn if you take it from me. Give yep. it back, please. <laughs> yep. Um, we started playing Fortnite at our house this summer. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But Everybody else we're is. We're doing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Sorry. So I think this will be my last one. I'm finished on something fun. Okay. Uh, last night I decided to blow up everybody's I was Twitter. Say you blew up Twitter last night with a new <laughs> app that I found called GifNote. Yeah. And if you like gifts, then this takes it to the next level because this app, and it's also a website, GifNote.com. This iOS app and website will let you um, add music to a GIF. Yeah, you get to choose your music for you the GIF. You do get yeah, to choose. Yeah, choose from a list. Yeah, it, it's kind of clever. So if you search for a keyword, like, I don't know, you search for school, and it's going to give you all these different GIFs associated with school. Right. And these GIFs must all have tags on them in the back end because mm-hmm. when you click on a GIF, underneath the GIF, it knows what's in the picture so it will suggest like maybe 8 or 10 or 12 different music tracks that would go well with that GIF Mm -hmm. and then you uh, choose the one you want you save it as a video and you spam your friends with it yes I got so many notifications last night I about threw my phone across the room but it's fine it was fun it was fun I particularly loved that Stacey Beamer created one of you uh-huh. That was my favorite part of the night. I'm going to leave that or out of the you, show notes. You are. No, you're not. Oh, I am totally. I will tweet it. I will tweet it until. Yes. Yeah. So Jonathan Wiley was recently in our all agency um, opening day video. I was. And he was walking across the room and um, we laughed about him a little bit with him not not well and at him i think and both, yeah. uh stacy took that and made a gif out of it it was awesome and she added some music to it and the music looked like you were singing it which is even better <laughs> <laughs> i never thought about that before but it does if you go back and look at it it like syncs up just enough it looks that you're like, like i'm singing oh, eye of the good. tiger <laughs> yeah. nice so anyway kind of fun so gift note is a lot of fun yeah. yes um i've started sending them to my wife and i've started to tweet some and i'm mm-hmm. just sending them to random people when i yes. when whenever a gif is called for a gift note is going to take it to the next level yeah it is going to mm-hmm. take it to the next level sometimes people don't know to like tap on it like the first couple i saw i'm like i don't know what this is it's just a gif but yeah. then you have to tap on it sometimes or like yeah. unmute the speaker to make it yeah you know play the music but it's good fun it was fun good one it's a good one to end on. I thought it was a fun one to yeah, end on. Yeah, it is. So send Mindy your gift notes. She is at Team Carney <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> you can send one and to me. And send them to Jonathan Wiley, who is at Jonathan Wiley on Twitter. Our team account is at D-O-G-W-A, yeah. And you can use our hashtag if you want and send your gift notes to hashtag EdTechTakeout. Or um, send Mindy an email <laughs> at podcast at org. So I think that will... 
about cover all our nuggets for all this the nuggets episode. For this do you think? Episode. I think so. But there was more nuggets on the list, but we're just going to save them for it's time tech nuggets. Yeah, let's end this. All right, episode. Are you done? So until next time, <laughs> this has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast.